This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Okay, so before we dive into this episode, I have to warn you. I've been waiting and waiting to start recording today because I have these little blocks when I can record and I have to use them like my time is limited. So today I know that our cleaners are supposed to show up at any time. So I've been waiting thinking like I don't want to record until after they get here so I can let them know that I'm in the basement I'm recording and they can be aware of that. But I'm running out of time. So at some point while I'm recording this episode, I just know that all of a sudden my dog's going to go crazy and it's going to sound like there's an earthquake at my house and you'll probably hear it all in the background as the cleaners descend on the household. So I say this just to warn you that might have to cut things off abruptly. And also I should mention that yes, we have cleaners and that has been a high priority item for our family happiness for quite a while now. So my husband and I, when we first lived together, both running our own businesses, have this little bit of like coming to Jesus talk about how we were going to keep the house clean together. And we both felt like because we were running our own businesses and working from home predominantly, neither of us wanted to be responsible for multiple cleaning responsibilities. And so like no one wanted to do the vacuum. Shocking, right? So we decided that having cleaners was a high priority item that like we were willing to work extra hours each week if it meant that we could then pay cleaners to come clean our house. So that's why we have cleaners. So all right, we're going to get interrupted at any moment now. But while we wait for that interruption, 
I am so excited to talk to you a little bit about what's been going on since I last hit the record button. So a week ago today, I got one of a series of emails that were just gut-wrenching emails regarding the change of the name of the podcast. So we changed the name over to The Shameless Mom because of this trademark infringement issue. And it's actually been such a great pivot for us. I'm so excited about the new name and I've gotten such great feedback about it. But a week ago, I was getting emails from lawyers and emails from the person who had the trademark that I was infringing upon, who in this woman was extremely upset with me. And the whole thing was just really, really uncomfortable. And like I mentioned, back on the bonus episode about the name change, things were tough. Like my stomach was upset. I'm not going to lie. There was some diarrhea to be had. There were some tears that were definitely shed. And it's crazy what can happen in a week. So that was my life a week ago today. I woke up to an email that really upset me. Today, I woke up one week later to seeing that the Shameless Mom Academy is ranking in three different categories in uh, new and noteworthy on iTunes. So I just have to thank you all so much. I'm so blown away by the support. I'm so blown away by all of the reviews. Thank you for your kind, kind words and for taking the time to leave a review for us. Leaving reviews is what helps support this show and it helps show iTunes that I am a force to be reckoned with. I am here to stay. I'm sticking around. I am totally ready to take the podcasting world by storm. So I really appreciate all of your support in that. I know I have a lot of supporters who are people who have known me throughout my personal training career and through establishing my gym in Seattle. And that's been amazing. Don't get me wrong. I'm loving the texts and the messages. So fun to hear from every single one of you. But what's really cool is I'm starting to get messages from people that I don't know. And I'm starting to see that I'm touching lives of people who I've never met before. And that is really, really impactful. So I got an email today with a mom telling a great story about being out shopping at Target with her son and how she was going to take some time for self-care today. And it just totally made my day to know that here we go. Like my reach is getting broader and more and more people are finding us. So I just want to thank you all for your part in that because every time you download an episode, every time someone leaves a review, we get to grow and we get to get bigger and I get to help and impact more people. So many, many thanks. So much love for all of you. And this is such a great segue, I think, into our topic for today. Our topic for today is why you should not hustle. And I have to say, I've actually kind of had to hustle a lot in the last few weeks. So when I thought about this episode, I was like, am I totally being a hypocrite? Because I really do not believe in hustling. And I'm going to talk about why. I would probably say maybe I'm kind of like a reformed hustler. But because I've definitely hustled in my life here and there when I've had deadlines. But I don't think it's a way of life that is appropriate anymore. And I don't think it's a way of life that I would ever preach to anyone. And so even though I've done some hustling in the last few weeks, I'm going to talk about why there's a time and a place. But overall, I don't believe in the philosophy. So I see all the time in the entrepreneurial space about why you should hustle and just the use of the word hustle to like grow and build a brand and build a company and get out there and do more faster and do more harder and like always be reaching higher and higher and higher. I'm not saying that there aren't some really valuable pieces to that because there are definitely. You should always be pushing yourself harder. You should always be trying to be, you know, 1% better today than you were yesterday. There's a lot of motivation and inspiration behind that concept of hustle. But the other thing about it is on the flip side of that, when you're constantly engaging in the hustle, you're likely not taking the best care of yourself. And so the long-term picture of what hustling looks like, it's not so pretty. And I think that 
especially now that I have a family and I'm 40, let's not lie. It's an age thing too. So I'm 40. I have a family, like there's a limit to how much a girl can do in a day. And I'm totally okay with saying that. I think that there was a time in my life when I felt comfortable doing more in a day and pushing myself harder and being okay with being tired and worn out the next day. I'm just not into that anymore. Like I'm not willing to burn the candle at both ends. Historically, I was totally someone who can't burn the candle at both ends. You know, when I went back to school for personal training in 2002, I think it was, I went to school Monday through Friday. And then Friday afternoon, I would go to the hospital where I had my whole career where I was working with kids in a psychiatric hospital. I would get to the hospital at three o'clock. I would work the evening shift that would go right into the night shift. I would leave the hospital at 730 in the morning on Saturday morning, go home and sleep for as long as I could, which was usually only like four hours or so. I would get up, get ready, and I would go back to the hospital at three o'clock on Saturday afternoon. And often I would work the evening shift and the night shift again. And I would make a whole week's worth of money in those two days. So when I talk about hustle, I'm definitely coming from a place of knowing how to hustle. While I did this, I was a four-point student. I was working at the hospital. I was doing some work with the gym in terms of internship hours. So I had a lot of things on my plate. That was a time in my life when I could do it. I'm not saying I loved it. I was also kind of an emotional disaster. I remember like every time after I would get through a weekend where I would do these night shifts, like five-ish days later, I would just find myself crying. And it wasn't even like an emotional response to anything. I would just be sitting, staring, doing nothing. And all of a sudden just tears would be like flowing down my face. And I'd be like, I don't even know why I'm crying. Like, I'm not sad about anything. I'm not upset about anything. I'm just crying right now. And it was always correlated to like five or six days after having worked night shift. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat 
chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So here's the thing. When you hustle like that, your body breaks down. And when your body breaks down, you burn out and you lose your passion and you lose your mojo. And you don't want to lose your passion and lose your mojo. Like that's what you're in this for, right? So if you're chasing something with everything you have and burning the candle at both ends, eventually it will catch up to you. And I thought that would not happen to me. I remember when I started my job at the hospital, I loved it and I was so into it. And I was 20 two at the time, I think. And I had a number of coworkers who were like, they would kind of laugh at me and they're like, oh, just wait. Like you're one of those fresh out of college kids who thinks you're going to change the system. And I was working with kids in a psychiatric hospital. Many of the kids were in the foster care system and I had a lot of compassion for them. And I was just super invested in this work. And lo and behold, three years later, I had spent so much time at that hospital. I'd spent almost every holiday for my three years working there. I'd spent at the hospital. I had worked evening shifts, day shifts, night shifts. I would pick up doubles whenever I could. I was like in it and I totally burned out. I burned out to the point that at 25 years old, I was telling people that I would be totally fine having my tubes tied because I definitely didn't want to have kids. That's how burned out I was. I was so exhausted from the kids that I was working with and that environment that I was working in, which was a very acute environment where it was like, there was a lot of violence on a regular basis. There was kids who were hurting themselves. There was kids who were hurting staff members. There was crazy, crazy things. I could do many, many episodes on all the crazy things that happened in that environment. But the condition for a kid to come into the hospital was that they had to be in imminent danger to themselves or to someone else. So we're talking about children four to 14 years old who were coming into the hospital because they were either suicidal or homicidal. That's a lot to take on in that environment, in that workspace for years on end. And I totally crashed and burned hard. And that's how I ended up back in school, totally pursuing a different passion and a different career altogether, not even wanting to work with kids anymore. And also thinking like, pretty sure I don't even want to have kids. And this was coming from someone who, you know, I had wanted to have kids since I like was two. I mean, like I wanted to be a mom my whole life until I got burned out on this job. So I know what the hustle can do to you. And I know how it can really crush your spirit. So here's my five reasons why I don't think you should hustle. I don't want you to have that burnout. The burnout that happens with the hustle will ruin your passion. If you lose your passion for what you want to do, then what? 
So for example, with this podcast, if I burn out on this podcast, like this is what I've wanted to do for a long time now. I've put a lot of time into this. I've put money into this. I've put energy into this. I've made sacrifices. I've made sacrifices with my local business. I've made sacrifices with my family. If I burn out on this, I lose a lot. So it doesn't make sense to me. It's not worth it to burn out on a project that I'm so invested in and so emotionally tied to because if I don't keep going with this, I've sacrificed too much. It's not going to be worth it. I want to make it worth it. So I have to do it at a level that's sustainable. So the second reason you don't want to hustle is because you're going to lose your mojo way too fast. So this happens to me a lot. I get really excited about something new that I'm going to do at the gym or a new program or just all sorts of different things, a new thing that I want to train for. And then you get a little ways into it and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't really want to do this. And this used to happen to me a lot when I did distance running events. I would train too hard too early in my training periods and my training phases. And then I would get to like the event day and be like, eh, I don't really want to do this. This happened when I ran my marathon. You've heard, probably heard me talk a little bit about this. My 22 mile training run was amazing. My 26 mile marathon, I showed up to the start line and was like, eh, I don't really feel like being here today. So like I completely burned myself out before I got to the start line. So when you get stuck in that hustle mindset, you lose your mojo and you lose it too early. <laughs> like it's one thing to come out of the gate swinging and be really successful and then have that taper off over time. And maybe you can delegate some of the work or you can figure out how to make it work in a different way so that you don't have to be so involved but you can lose your mojo before you even get started when you hustle really hard. And so I can tell you now as you know, someone with a child and who's 40 and who I feel like I don't want to burn out like that. I don't want to lose my mojo. I want to carry this for a really long time so that anything that I do, I can do for as long as I want to do it. And when I'm looking, especially like at this podcast, I'm looking at this as something that I want to do for a long time. So I don't want to lose my mojo. I don't want to lose my passion. I can tell you right now when I hit record and I'm not into it, I have to dump every single episode. Every time I hit that record button when I'm not super fired up, I get done recording and I'm like, yeah, no way. I'm not even sending that to my producer because I'm not going to waste anyone else's time. So I know that I have to pace myself to keep my mojo so that I can bring you the energy and the information and the passion that I want to get across in everything that I'm talking about. Number three, the third reason that you don't want to hustle. It's not sustainable. So we've kind of already touched on this. I don't ever recommend doing things that aren't sustainable. So, you know, sure, there's a time and a place to train for your first 5K or train for a CrossFit Games or train for a marathon or go up for a promotion and do more work than what you normally do in a day because you're preparing for that. Or same thing like going back to school and really like working hard for a year or two on getting a degree. All those things, super challenging and a lot of them are not sustainable, and you know that there's a finite amount of time. But when you're looking at something that you want to do long-term, you want to make sure it's sustainable. And hustling long-term is not sustainable. So I know that like for me, the way I have to build my businesses to run now, they have to be able to run between nine and five, and I cannot be responsible for anything outside of those hours. So my gym operates at 6 a.m. I'm responsible on the grand scale of the gym for what happens at 6 a.m., but I don't have to be responsible to be there and actually implement what happens at 6 a.m. Because I know that that is not sustainable to me. It's not sustainable for me to get up at 4.30 in the morning anymore. I did that for a really long time. That's not a sustainable lifestyle for me at this point in my life. So I don't 
don't do that. And when I have trainers who can't be there at 6am, I find subs for them. I do not teach my 6am classes because it doesn't help anyone to get through one day of training, what it does to the rest of my businesses, what it does to everything else in my life and my family. It's not worth it. So I make sure that I have other people that can do those things for me. I don't hustle to make those kinds of things happen because it's not a long-term sustainable policy for me. It's not something that's going to bring me greater gain or greater good in the long run. Okay, number four, why you shouldn't hustle? It's not fair to your family. It's not fair to your friends. And most importantly, it's not fair to you. Okay, so friends and family, like you can get, you can see, like if you're hustling all the time, you're losing out time with your family. If you're hustling all the time, you probably, like already when you have a family, it's really hard to find time for friends, right? Constantly, I'm like, when can I somehow schedule a standing girls' night like every Wednesday? Because I would love to go out with girlfriends like once a week and it just never happens. I'm lucky if I get to go out with girlfriends once a month. So, It's really hard as it is in just regular life to find time with family and friends. If you're constantly hustling, it's way harder. And they feel that. Your friends and your family feel that. So that's one part of it. Let's talk about the bigger piece of that. It's not fair to you. When you're constantly hustling, you're not taking good care of yourself. So I know this in the last two weeks, I've been trying to get away for one hour to get away and get, I'm totally obsessed with this foot reflexology down the street from my house. And you can like just do a walk-in. I don't even have to have an appointment in advance, which I love. I can just walk in anytime that I have a break in my day. Every day for two weeks, I've been saying like, today is the day I'm going to go up there. I'm going to go up and just lay there and chill the heck out and have someone rub my feet and my legs, which, oh my gosh, is just the best thing in the world, right? So if you don't have these places in your city, I love them. There's Happy Feet here in Seattle. There's a couple different ones, but I go to one called Happy Feet. It's like my favorite thing. So anyway, if you're not taking care of you, none of it's worth it. And so when you go through these extended periods of time when you can't take care of yourself, here's what happens. Your adrenals are shot. Your hormones stop functioning at optimal levels. You get so overtired that first of all, you're cranky, but it impacts all your health functions. So it impacts thyroid, it impacts stress hormones, it impacts your reproductive hormone. Like everything gets super out of whack. It can start to impact your blood sugar. Obviously, as you've heard, you know, with so many health stories, it impacts your cardiac function, your blood pressure, your cholesterol, all these kinds of things are so impacted by stress. It impacts your chances of getting cancer. So all the things that are impacted when you're constantly hustling from a health perspective, so not worth it, you guys. So I'm not saying don't follow your dreams. I'm not saying don't push yourself because I do believe in following your dreams and I do believe in pushing yourself, but I think you can do that in a way that it's not at the expense of your health and it's not at the expense of ever having a moment's peace to yourself. So you can do it in ways where you have designated time where you're working and where you're really on. And when you're really on, you're really doing your absolute best. You're focused on your best. You're focused on doing 1% better than yesterday. You're focused on doing something that's a little bit uncomfortable that will actually move you forward rather than staying in a place where you're just spinning your wheels. So in that sense, you can hustle in that moment, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be hustling for 16 hours in a 24 hour day where you get up before the kids, hustle, 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 get the kids to school, hustle, 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 feed them dinner, put them to bed and hustle, hustle, hustle until the middle of the night and then go to sleep for four hours. That's not what it's about because that is not sustainable. That will not help you follow your passions long-term. So when I hear about people doing this, it breaks my heart a little bit because I know so many entrepreneurs do it this way that they think like, okay, you know, I can put my kids to bed between eight and nine, and then I can work from nine to midnight. Every night after I put the kids to bed, I have these three hours. 
If you can do that and still get seven hours of sleep, fantastic. If you're doing that and getting four hours of sleep, you are going to burn yourself out. You're going to lose your mojo. You're going to reach this point where it's not going to feel worth it anymore. And when you get to that point where it doesn't feel worth it anymore, you're going to look back and think like, oh my gosh, I'm doing all this and I don't even want to do it anymore. And at what expense? I haven't spent time with my family. I haven't spent time with my friends. I haven't taken care of myself. And here I've been doing this for months on end or years on end. And then you see where it wasn't worth it and it's not worth it anymore. So if you have to do those kinds of things in a short term, know very much that it is a very short term thing, that it's like it's this week only or it's this month or if you're back in school, it's for this quarter, this is what I'm doing. It might have to be replicated for a few quarters in a row, but managing that as best you can from one quarter to the next. And then when you do have the opportunities for rest, rest, replenish, rejuvenate, because Here we go into the fifth thing. The fifth reason that you shouldn't hustle is that you won't have any space left for inspiration and creativity and finding your flow. So what you're going to find is when you're constantly hustling, you will lose your capacity to grow because you won't be able to take in the stimulus that helps your brain create and come up with new ideas and that actually keeps moving you forward. You're going to find yourself stuck because you're just spinning. You don't have the space or the capacity to take in anymore. So what you have to do is you have to have periods where you can rejuvenate. You have to have periods where you can be restful. I really struggle with this. I'm not going to lie. Like for me to do relaxation reading is really hard. I always want to like, quote unquote, relax with a personal development book. And when I do that, my mind immediately goes into work mode. Like how can I use this information to improve other people's lives? Because that's what I do. It's been part of my work for so long to help other people and to help other people with mindset that when I start to look at that stuff for myself, I immediately go into work mode. Feel like you're the martyr in your family. You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. So what I've started doing is really setting aside time to read for pleasure. So, you know, reading Amy Poehler, oh my gosh, Amy Poehler's book, Yes, Please, so good. 
And I also have to do even better than Amy Poehler's book, which I didn't think would be possible. But even better than that is the Shonda Rhimes book, A Year of Yes. Oh, amazing. I'll make sure to put links to both of those in the show notes. But those were two books that I read recently where I made this deal with myself that I'm not going to read personal development books at bedtime. I'm not going to read anything that triggers work for me. I'm only going to read for pleasure. And for me, my pleasure reading is almost always autobiographies. And so those were the two that I most recently read. And they were both fantastic. And Shonda Rhimes, a year of yes just blew me away. I didn't know what to expect. And I, oh man, I'm kind of dying to read it again already. So those are two great recommendations. If anyone else needs some good before bedtime reading. Okay, so now we've covered why you shouldn't hustle. So here's the reality behind hustling. The reality behind hustling is that you start to kill yourself a little bit if you're constantly hustling. You start killing your soul. So that's not to say there's not an ebb and a flow because there's definitely an ebb and a flow in everything. And I will say that as I've been getting ready to produce the podcast and get it launched, I was definitely working more than I was used to. I was definitely taking less time for myself than I was used to. I did keep certain things built in. I kept my workouts built in. I kept my meditation built in. And I've talked about this before. I'm so not a good meditator, but I made myself do it. Like I had some things that were non-negotiables so that that did definitely create some time to take care of myself, but I was definitely hustling more than normal. And then in the last couple of weeks with all this legal stuff rolling out, I've definitely lost some sleep. So I've been even more mindful of trying to do things that are restful in my day as much as I can. It hasn't been as much as I want, but I did make it to happy feet yesterday. So the thing that I've been trying to do for two weeks, every single day, I finally did it yesterday and I got away for that hour and that really, really helped. That did mean that some things did not get done yesterday and that's okay. So the reality behind hustling is that there will be ebbs and flows. There will be times where you have to do more than other times, but then always be aware of when you can counterbalance that. So I know for me, starting next week, the load is going to lighten a little bit and I'm going to be okay with that. Like next week, I might take a couple naps and I'm super excited about that. This week, still a little bit crazy. So I'm kind of coming into where I'm finding this rhythm with podcasting and running the gym where I'm not going to have to hustle long-term. And I knew bringing this on my plate, I knew that this was not going to be a long-term hustle thing at all. That was like a deal that I made with myself. I don't have the capacity for that. Again, I have a kid. I'm 40. Like I cannot do the hustle. So I'm not going to grind through something because I will hate it really quickly. So instead, I've learned how I can add something to my plate and let it be where I can receive it constantly and it will energize me rather than deplete me. So the other reality behind hustling is that if you want something bad enough, you will make it happen. And that doesn't mean that you have to make it happen by staying up all night and pulling all-nighters like you may have done in college or high school. So you will make it happen over time if it's what you really want. Now, here's the thing that can happen over time that's kind of nice. Sometimes when you're in the hustle, you're so caught up in the grind of it that you don't even recognize that you're not super into what you're doing. You're just doing it for the sake of getting it done because you set a deadline for yourself and you're trying to meet that deadline. The cool thing that can happen when you relax a little on a deadline. Now I'm going against like everything everyone ever says in entrepreneurship about deadlines, because most people will tell you like, take a deadline and cut it in half and make yourself get it done. But if you relax a little bit on a deadline, you give yourself a little bit of space to pivot. And I don't think that that's a bad thing because what can happen as you approach deadlines and as you enter into new ventures and new paths in your life in any area of your life is that you start to get down the path and you see certain things happening that you didn't expect. And you might recognize like, oh, this thing that I really thought for me I'm not so sure it's for me anymore. And you might take a little pivot. And so, you know, for me, when I was leaving the hospital and my career at the hospital, I thought for sure that I wanted to go get my master's in teaching. And I started going down that road, but I didn't rush because it was going to be really expensive. It was going to cost me $30,000 to get my master's in teaching. And I was going to graduate and make the exact same amount of money that I was already making at the hospital. 
And that kind of made me pause for a minute. So the hustle mindset would have been like, just do it, get it done. And definitely that was my personality type at that time. Like just sign up, register, get it done, knock it out, figure out how to pay off the loans later. But for some reason I paused and I don't know why that was, but in that pause, I was able to then open the door to this whole idea of personal training. And a friend of mine actually approached me with it. She came to me and she's like, what would you ever be interested in going back to school for personal training? She wanted to do it. And so we talked about doing it together and opening our own gym. And then she ended up getting a great job opportunity somewhere else and not pursuing personal training. But at that point I had kind of made the mental pivot and I was like, yes, like I totally want to do this. So not pursuing my master's degree in a rapid fire way is actually exactly what opened the door for me to pursue something else that I'm so glad I did. I am so grateful for teachers. And my mom was a teacher for 42 years. Like God bless the teachers. They have such a hard job and they are so undercompensated for it. But I knew in my heart that that was not my passion, but I almost hustled my way through it just because I felt like I needed to do something different than what I was doing. And I didn't quite know what that was. And teaching seemed to be like the obvious thing since I was already working with kids. So I'm really glad that I pushed pause and pulled back on that a little bit in order to take that pivot. So the other thing is if you have to make something work, you will make it work. So you don't have to work around the clock to make it work. This kind of goes back to if you want it bad enough, you'll make it happen. I know that, you know, it's funny, if someone would have told me when I was nursing my son that I would put him to bed and he would start sleeping four to six hours, but I would still get up every two hours to pump, I would have been like, yeah, right. Like, why would you do that? That's ridiculous. But because he wasn't gaining weight, I felt like this huge sense of responsibility to get up and pump every two hours. And I did this for like four months. He was sleeping through the night and I was still getting up every two hours around the clock to pump because I knew that it was a critical moment in my child's life. I'm not saying that was the right thing to do. If I have another child, I probably won't do that. But at that time, I did what I needed to do to make it work. Like my goal, I had this very firm goal on breastfeeding until he was six months old. And that was my goal. And that's what I needed to do to make it work. And so I made it work. And that's what I did. I got to the end of that goal. And I was glad that I did it. In hindsight, I don't think it was necessarily the right choice for me. But it was a lesson in like, you will do whatever you need to do to make something work. And you have these times, and you know, you guys all probably have stories from newborn land, where you go through phases and you look back and you're like, how did I do that? How did I survive? And you do get to this point, if you have to make something work, you make it work. And so knowing that you will do that, you don't have to do that with that like hustle mindset, you will just make it work. I can say now, you know, if I were to have a second child, I would make something different work because I don't think that I need to do that again. But that was what worked for me the first time through. So if you have to make it work, you will make it work. And when you do that, try to not make it seem or feel too sacrificial. I will say it didn't feel sacrificial to me at the time. In hindsight, it seems totally sacrificial, but it didn't burn me out at the time. But I do see how it did impact my child's first year of life. I was pretty exhausted and pretty emotionally spent. And I do see how that impacted everything and how it definitely took some of the joy from that first year away from me. I'm a little sad about that because you know you don't get that first year back. So I wish I'd done things a little bit differently in that regard. So last thing about the reality behind hustling is winners never quit. Okay, I hate that quote. And the other one, pain is temporary. Quitting lasts forever. Lance Armstrong said that, and I'm not a Lance fan, but these are the kinds of quotes that I see all the time. And especially because I'm in the fitness industry and my local business, we see all these quote unquote inspirational sayings that aren't really inspiring. You know what? Sometimes it's totally okay to quit. And the thing about hustling is that you get in this mindset that you can never quit. 
You can never stop. You can never give up that you always just have to push forward. And there's a lot of times actually where quitting is appropriate. There's actually a lot of times where pushing pause is appropriate or changing the course is appropriate. And so, you know, I can tell you as someone who's pretty type A and has been very type A my whole life, and I've actually like was way more type A for my first 20 years of life than I have been for my second 20 years of life. And I can tell you that I've pushed through a lot of things that didn't really benefit me. And sometimes the things that have benefited me the most are the things that I didn't push through, the things that I quit and gave up on and stopped doing. And, you know, a big thing for me, like when I stopped distance running, I totally felt like I was a quitter. Like, oh, I'm not doing that anymore. Like I have a tattoo of a runner on me and I'm not really a big runner anymore. I still run a couple days a week, but it's like three miles. And, you know, if you're someone who comes from a background of doing triathlons and half marathons and marathons, like running three miles is like barely counts as a workout. So, which is not my mentality at all, but just in general in the running community of three miles is like no big thing. So I think running is always a big deal. And I think that there's tremendous value in it. But when I started to feel like a quitter with running, I had to really think about like, well, why does running mean anything to me? And what does it bring to my life? And what does it add to my life? And what kind of value does it add? And what am I sacrificing? If I'm choosing to run, that means I'm giving up something else. And so I had to look at what did I really want to be doing for my workouts? And what did I want to be doing for that time in the morning? You know, my exercise happens first thing in the morning. And so I have to choose like, what is that going to look like? And if I pick one thing over another, you know, I'm giving up something. So for me, quitting running and quitting doing distance running was a really positive thing. I think that there is a time and a place for quitting for sure. And I tell my clients, like if you're in the middle of a workout and something hurts really bad, like you know the difference between hurts so good and hurts so bad. Like if it's hurting so good and it's burning, that's fine. If it hurts so bad, like, oh my God, my knees, I'm not going to be able to walk tomorrow. Like don't keep doing that. So this whole idea of pain is temporary, quitting lasts forever. I kind of want to call BS on because sometimes it's totally appropriate to quit. Sometimes walking away from a job that sucks your soul is the best thing you could ever do. So when you look at like any sort of change or transformation or transition in life, it often involves quitting something. You're quitting one thing to pursue something else. Quitting can be a really great thing. So I always say like, instead of saying winners never quit or pain is temporary and quitting lasts forever, I'd like to say be a quitter because whenever you quit something, you create space for something else. And so every time you quit something, you open the door, you open space and energy and creativity and flow for a new thing. And that can be really positive. So don't ever be afraid to quit something that is no longer serving you. So with that, that's why you should stop hustling. The reality behind hustling and a few stories about my hustle or lack thereof. So as always, I would love to hear your feedback. I would love to hear your stories of hustling. You know, the best thing that I could hear right now is someone who's considering making some sort of change or some sort of pivot. Maybe you've been hustling and you're totally over it, or maybe you're ready to take on a little bit of a hustle, but in a way where you're like, I want to take something new on for X amount of time in a way that is manageable and sustainable with my family life. So I would love to hear your stories. You can always find me at shamelessmom.com. And I would love, love, love reviews. My goal is to get to 100 reviews and we're over 70 now. Yay. So if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, you can go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review and let us know everything that you are loving on the podcast so far. So thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to chat again soon. And until then, I want you to take some time today to do something that's just for you and 100% shameless.
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask-Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.